Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eclipse Evolution podcast. I'm your host, Savannah Rose Johnson. I appreciate you spending this day, this time with us. And I say us because I am thrilled to introduce my dear friend, Sierra Rubin. She's such a magical woman. And Sierra, thank you so much for spending your day this time with us and sharing your new book and just sharing more about who you are, because I, I find you to be such a fascinating person. And I have no doubt that all the listeners and viewers will find you to be just that way as well. So <laughs> if you would not mind, please just kind of introduce yourself. And then I, we will dive in with the questions and the convo for today, but just tell the people who you are. Yay, oh my gosh, what an intro. Thank you so much. Yes, hi everybody. I am Sierra Rubin. I am a spiritual teacher. I am a clairvoyant psychic and I'm a singer. And yes, as Savannah said, soon to be author. Um, and I am just so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be doing this, to be having these types of conversations for all of you who are awakening and healing and breaking generational trauma, like that's mm. a big freaking job. Um, can I say cuss words on your show? I don't know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's a big fucking deal. Okay. So the fact that you are here, that you are listening to Eclipse Evolution is no accident and is no small feat. So thank you so much for being here. Yay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Just let her fly. Just be your authentic self. That's something that I admire so much about you, Sarah, is how you really embody your authenticity and, and just hearing your journey. There are times that I just sit back and I'm like, wow, how did I meet this amazing person? So I'm so grateful you're in my life and even more grateful to call you a friend. And I would love to know when it comes down to just what you're sitting with right now, just being able to speak and share your story and, and just where you're at today, like what is coming up for you? Just being able to be on this platform and speak and really, I would say like, see your dreams coming to fruition. Like when it comes down to your book, like receiving your book in the mail just the other day, like I, I got teary eyed for you. Cause I'm just so happy to see you doing the damn thing, girl. Yes, it. thank you. I, it has been it has been a journey for sure. Um, just because I'm very new to your community and your listeners, I can tell you tell them because I think you already kind of know a little bit about my story and how I got started talking about these things. And by these things, I mean intuition development, developing your intuitive abilities, your psychic abilities, so that you can stop second guessing yourself and just freaking trust your gut. Okay, so I never thought that I would be doing something like this. I was in my old life, I was a musical theater major um, in college. And then I went into like bartending. And then I took a job at a chamber of commerce and set all my Virgo moon skills on fire, getting to do all of the organizational things, all of the administrative things, uh, planning and, and executing large scale events, ribbon cuttings board meetings, shaking hands with the mayor, um, you know, on the reg, like I was like checking the boxes and I felt like pretty good about myself for the first time in my life. Like I had a big girl job. I was dating somebody that my parents liked and um, got engaged to this wonderful man. And, <clears throat> and then I started wondering like, well, if I'm getting like all these free blowouts and, you know, 
free perks and free appetizers at restaurants and like all this stuff. And I'm hanging out with like the most important people in the, my town. Why do I feel dead inside? Mm. Why do I feel like this is not it? You know? Mm. And so I met, uh, met up with a new friend of mine who uh, invited me to my first ever psychic fair. So I'm from California and that is a little bit more common there than it is here in Georgia where we live. Um, at least I, so I thought. Um, so when she invited me to this psychic fair, I was like, oh, all right, that sounds cool. Like I've always been into astrology. Like I've always identified as an empath, um, but I'd never been to, had a psychic reading before. Um, and so I went to this place and sat down across from this lady who was doing aura readings um, and she was like, oh, you're an empath. And I was like, oh, my God, guilty, you know. And she was like, yeah, well, have you ever had any, like, paranormal experiences? And I was like, actually, yeah. Uh, you know, like, a couple popped into my head that I hadn't thought of in years. And so I told her about these experiences that I had. And she was like, yeah, like, you can do what I do. You're psychic. Uh, you're going to be a spiritual teacher. You're going to be a leader. You need to get some angel tarot cards. I was like, what? What? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, you're crazy, lady. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, I'm checking all the boxes. Remember the skirt suits and the ribbon cuttings? Like, that doesn't, that doesn't mesh. Um, but something deep inside of me that I rarely ever listened to, this little voice, was like, yeah explore that, get that deck of cards. Um, and so I did and just started out, I started out doing like tarot readings for other people. And I think that was the best way for me to get my feet wet in terms of validating my intuition, like knowing that it was for real. Um, mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you can channel their dead grandma's dog's name, like, how do you do that? I don't know. I don't know how I was doing that. You know, but I knew that it meant that I was on the right track, that my intuition was real, that the, the feelings and the sensations and the visions and the, and the sounds and all of these things that I was experiencing as I developed my intuition more and more were legit, um, you know, because I was able to use those abilities to help other people, right. you know. And so mm -hmm. once I learned that it wasn't just me, like, yes, these things, these abilities, they're gifts, but they're not like limited to a special certain few people right. right it's not like a select thing it's not like a it's available to everyone it's really just another part of our human experience that we're just really beginning to tap into and when i found that out girl i made a website i was like mm -hmm. we have got to take this message on the road and um, that was like 2015 like september of 2015 mm -hmm. and so ever since then <clears throat> I have been pivoting, talking about different topics. Uh, I started out talking about intuition development, but then I was talking about, you know, just tarot and then chakras and then uh, extraterrestrial galactic consciousness for a couple of years. And then I had my first baby. And then so writing this book and uh, and being back in sort of where I started out in the beginning of my spiritual journey feels really grounding. It feels really authentic, like you said. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit about my background and how I got to be mm. doing what I'm doing and, and why I wrote the book that I did. Wow. Mm. 
I, the, what comes to me is just how this has been such a huge journey of trust. I feel like just trust in yourself. And I think that like when you really lean in and trust and honor yourself, it takes, you, you just can't fail. Like it takes you to all these beautiful places. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as somebody who, you know, I'm a Gemini son. And so I do, and I'm Capricorn rising. So I do <laughs> love the logic. I do mm -hmm. love the you know, the measured and the, and the proof and all of that. And so I think probably the culmination of that trust, probably um, the pinnacle thus far of trusting my intuition and allowing it to um, propel me to do things that are felt extraordinary for me um, was the home birth of both of my sons. Because uh, I'm going to tell you, everybody in my life thought I was crazy um, that I wanted to birth outside of the medical system. Everybody thought that, well, not everybody, my husband supported me, which was very important. Mm -hmm. Um, but most people thought I was nuts and thought that I was putting myself in danger, but my intuition just kept saying like, you can do this, mm -hmm. you can do this. And so I listened and I did it. And I had both of my boys at home in very empowered home birth settings. And I know that I wouldn't have been able to trust my body like that if I didn't first trust my intuition. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. Yes. I, I think about, I just remember when you and I had our night out and you were just telling me that the story of your home birth, I think it was with your first son uh, or was it your second son where the midwife wasn't able to be there? The second son. Mm -hmm. Okay. I yeah. got it. Um, and that one, that still just has me like, what? That's amazing. I just, you're such a like queen. And I, I don't mean like queen as in like, I feel like that word is like overused sometimes. Like, oh, queen, where yes. But also like, dang, like you really like ruled that situation. You got authority in that situation. And again, just like that conviction. I think like when a queen is like a ruler and someone who has that kind of influence like just seeing you in your power or hearing about you being in that power um it's just remarkable sierra thank you yeah and i think i, I appreciate that and i and i want to you know like use that message of of that power to illustrate that i am not the exception i am just illustrating what is possible i'm mm -hmm. illustrating what is possible for each and every woman who wants to take that step and wants to, um, you know, uh, move into that space of self-trust. Um, I think that we are afraid of our power in a lot of ways. And I think that it's really ancient. I really think it has to do with old times and, and lost civilizations and past lives that we have lived where our power was something that was abused. We abused our power and it brought about the end of the world, so to speak. And so now we are in this place where we've sort of restarted civilization. We've restarted humanity a couple thousand years ago. Um, and we're afraid. We're afraid of our power because that power has had been abused. And we also see all the ways that corrupt politicians and elites um, da, 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 are abusing power right now. Um, and so it makes us fear our own power. And so one of my main messages is that it is actually safe. It mm -hmm. is safe for us to be powerful. It is safe for you mm -hmm. to be powerful in this life as long as you feel safe. And so if you're doing that inner work, if you're doing your shadow work, if you are 
working towards a true sense of inner safety, then it is safe for you to be powerful and for you to allow that power uh, to manifest, whether it's home birthing, whether it is starting a business, whether it is having that difficult conversation with your mom or your dad or that person in your life that you're struggling with, um, that it is safe. It is safe for you to be powerful um, mm. and also loved. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So what advice would you give if someone is maybe not feeling safe? Like what in your experience or just like through the lessons in your book or whatever comes up for you, what has helped you or what would you suggest someone do to help them build that safety, that feeling of safety within themselves? Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really powerful. Really good question. Through a few things, um, shadow work, which I can dive into, but I want to give like a little overview and then I'll go a little deeper. So shadow work will help you. Um, and shadow work is basically taking a look at those limiting beliefs, like all the ways in which you feel unsafe, right? Mm -hmm. Taking a look at the traumas that may have perpetuated or created those beliefs that you were not safe, right? Mm -hmm. And healing those traumas, feeling those feelings that weren't safe to feel, forgiving those people who traumatized you, because when you don't forgive them, what you're really doing is drinking poison and expecting them to die, you know? Oh. So you're just holding on to that energy mm -hmm. and not forgiving them is not going to show them anything. It's not mm -hmm. going to change them. If forgiving somebody else does not mean that you're condoning what they did. Forgiving somebody else is about you deciding that you deserve to be fucking free. Mm. That yes. you deserve to take those shackles of that anger and, and that unforgiveness that you're feeling towards them off so that you can fly off into that next phase. Okay. So that's what I mean by shadow work. And also <clears throat> this concept of radical personal responsibility mm. really comes forward for me. Mm -hmm. So I know that uh, all of you who are listening, like you understand that you are a spiritual being having a human experience. Right. And so that you understand that on some level, you agreed to many of the experiences that you're having in this lifetime in your soul contract. Right. Before you came here, before you incarnated into, into this body, in this incarnation, you agreed to certain types of experiences that would help you either clear your karma or help you to uh, empower yourself beyond that karma that you have incurred in other lifetimes. So what do I mean by that? That sounds very airy fairy. So let's bring that down to earth. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and say what the fuck I actually mean. Um, so what I mean is, is maybe you've experienced some deep traumas in your life. Mm -hmm. And maybe, not maybe, you were part of co-creating that experience. Mm -hmm. You, your higher self, brought that experience into your life so that you could take a look at the wounds that it was pressing on, so that you would be forced to face those wounds and those ways in which that you don't feel safe. They brought that relationship, they brought that experience in as a mirror for you to see all the ways in which you still needed to heal those aspects within yourself. Sure. You co-created that. Does that mean that if somebody wronged you, it was your fault? No. Does that mean that if you had a traumatic experience, you deserved it? No. 
but it does mean that every traumatic experience that you have had has meaning, mm -hmm. has meaning. And it has that radical sense of personal responsibility says that since you co-created it, you also have the power to heal it. You also have the power to take a look at the beliefs that you had that brought that situation into your reality so that you can heal those traumas and change those beliefs so that you don't have to experience that same trauma again. Wow. So if you're not feeling safe, it's time to take radical personal responsibility for the experiences that you brought into your life that didn't make you feel safe to see how you co-created them. Not that you deserved them, but if you can take the power to know that you co-created it, you can take the power to know that you can heal it. Wow. Mm, drop the mic right here. That's beautiful. Wow. I mean, you're so, uh, you're so articulate, Sierra. And that's why I just know our listeners and viewers are just going to eat your book up in which let's, we, let's, if you don't, was there anything else you wanted to add to that before I like skip to your book for a second? No, that felt pretty complete for the time being. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cause yeah, that was gorgeous. Um, beautifully stated. And I, I feel like, I feel like, um, something I appreciate about you, Sarah, is just how you, I, I always feel like a little called out when you speak, but not like in a bad way at all. Like, I feel like you just shine light on things where like if there's something like people are mirrors right so it's like whenever i hear you speak of certain things in my own mind i'm like okay this is something i should work on or this or that as i'm sure a lot of people listening feel similarly so just if any of y'all are feeling that way just know like it, it is in your best interest to to do this work and and i'm so glad sierra we have you as a resource to shine that light but also shine the light on the path as well, which I think your your book certainly does. So please introduce your book baby to us. Yeah, yeah. And I do want to say before we do that, uh, I will trigger you. I am, <laughs> I, am, I am here to trigger you. If I'm not triggering you, I'm not doing my job right. Okay. Because yes, that light and, and that mm -hmm. shining the light in those places and in those ways that you don't feel that you're safe and, and sort of um, inviting you to take a look at the fact that you were responsible for co-creating that, that's going to trigger you. That might piss you off. But then later, you'll come back and you'll be like, well, she said I could also fix it. So, you know, yes, I'm here to trigger you. And triggers are good. Triggers are good. So thank you for that. And uh, yes, my book, my very first book, baby, uh, you always know because you do. You always know. You always know what's best for you. You always know what's right for you. You think you want clarity, but you just want somebody else to tell you what's right because you're too afraid to act on it because maybe it doesn't feel logical. Maybe it doesn't, it feels way outside your comfort zone. You know, maybe it's, you're asking about this, this thing right here. And then your answer is like, well, actually you need to take care of this life area over here. And so you're like, well, that doesn't make sense, but it always makes sense because in spirit, everything is connected, right? So you always know, and then to make it real digestible, four-step guide, four-step guide for empaths to stop second guessing and trust your intuition. Um, because we love to section things off. We love to make things <laughs> in a step that we can do. And I'm not going to say that these steps are easy, but they are simple. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's just when I got a, a sneak peek of your book, I loved how it just 
organically moved in a way that just no matter where someone is at in their journey, whether they're just starting out and like, what am I an empath? What is an empath? Or if they're like veterans in this space and they are doing readings for other people or, or doing the shadow work or whatever the case may be, this, what I loved about this book was it just it encapsulates everything and, and, but also leaves it so much space for the other person's unique experience. Like I, I say, it's a work of art because like when you look at art, the artist may have painted it one kind of way, but the person viewing it could also get something else from it. And I feel like you do leave space for that real relationship to be built with the reader where you have these exercises, like you have these other aspects of your book where it's not just like strict of like, this is what you must do. You leave room for exploration, which I feel like is very powerful. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's important. Like there's so many different paths up to the peak of the mountain, right? And like, we are in this age of what I call sovereign spirituality. Like you don't need to um, just follow any one path. Like you can take little bits and pieces of paths and disciplines and even religions that resonate with you um, and take it all with you on your journey. And I appreciate what you're saying about it being, um, you know, leaving space for other people's interpretation. Um, and that is something I didn't even think about. I didn't even think about, oh, wow, I hope I'm leaving space for other people's interpretation. <laughs> um, because as you said, and I, I thank you for that, um, that it is art. And when you create art, you really need to be creating that art for yourself. Right. right? And so this book, I created it for myself. I, I wrote it because I had to. I wasn't sitting mm -hmm. there thinking like, oh, I wonder what I could write that would really help other people. I just wrote everything that I did to help myself. Mm -hmm. And I hope it helps you. <laughs> I just tried to, you know, I took a look. I mean, I'm also very strategic. So I did take a look. I took a look of, at all the other different spiritual authors. And I'm like, you know, there's this one author that I really admire. And like, she lays out her teachings so well, but like, why do I feel like her personal stories are dry as a fucking mouth? Like it feels boring. So I was like, let me just put some juice in that part. You know, like let me just tell you the real deal of what happened when this mystical thing happened or when my marriage almost fell apart. You know, like let me just tell you what really happened. Absolutely. And I, I just love that honesty, just radical honesty. And and that's something I appreciate about your book too, is like it's my friend Sierra that I'm, I'm hearing your voice. It's not like some person who's like, I am so enlightened. It's like, no, it's, it's my girl. And she's telling me what's up. And it just, it's such a fun, cheeky read where it, you blend so beautifully this charisma that just comes so naturally to you as well as just like this beautiful insight and just your intelligence. Like it's just so harmonious and how it's articulated. So I can't wait for people to get their hands on it and just, again, appreciate you sharing about your book and, and allowing me to just help spread your message. Because, I mean, just like when you felt called to make your website, like people need to hear this. Knowing about your book, knowing you, I was like, people need to know about Sierra. So I'm just excited and grateful like that you're here speaking on it. And I had a question for you. Um, something that I found very curious about your book um, and I'm going to try to pronounce everything right, was like the difference between clairvoyance. And then I want to say the other one was clairsentient. Is that right? 
clairsentience, the first one? Yes, yes. I That was something that um, I hadn't really heard of clairsentience that much. Like I was very in tune with clairvoyance, but that, that was just something I personally was curious about, if you wouldn't mind sharing more about those topics. Yeah, sure, definitely. And I can see, I mean, the clairvoyance gets so much airtime when it comes right. to talking about psychic abilities and um, intuition because we live in such a visually driven society, right? Seeing is believing. It's, it's actually the opposite. Believing is seeing. But uh, we get so caught up in, oh, can you see spirits and can you see this and, and having visions and, and, and yes, and that's amazing and it's very powerful, but and... Uh, you know, there are other intuitive senses and ways in which your intuition is trying to speak to you um, besides just through your third eye. And you specifically brought up clairsentience. So uh, there are four clairs that we go through in the book, but I'm going to dive into clairsentience because you brought it up. And because it is actually typically not only uh, the one that is most common for people to have turned on first before their clairvoyance, mm -hmm. I would argue it's much more powerful than clairvoyance. And mm -hmm. here's why, here's why mm -hmm. for all of you clairvoyant, uh, you know, your attachments to your clairvoyance. I get it. <laughs> I, I call myself a clairvoyant. I, I get it. Um, but clairsentience is centered in two major chakras, right? So in terms of chakras, each of these clairs are centered in different chakras. Clairvoyance obviously is centered right here in the third eye. Clairaudience, which is clear hearing, is in the throat and in the ears, right? So one main chakra for this clair, one main chakra for this clair. Claircognizance, which we talk about, is in the crown chakra, mm -hmm. one main chakra for that. But with clairsentience, it is centered both in your heart chakra and in your solar plexus, in your gut, and then by extension of your heart in your hands. So it's actually centered in two main chakras where all of the other clairs are only in one. So that's one point on clairsentience side. Mm -hmm. It is the empath intuitive sense. So it's the bodily sensations. It's the gut feelings. It is the heart palpitations. It is the energy healing that you can do, that you, the energy you can feel with your hands and the energy healing that you can do with your hands. Um, and it is so powerful because, you know, when you feel something in your body, you feel it, you know, it's true, mm -hmm. right? And you might see it, you might hear about it and you're like, oh, I don't know. But when you feel something, mm -hmm. you know that it's true. And part of why that is, is because these centers, these clairs, this clair is centered in the body. Okay. So your mind can be thinking about the future. You can be worrying about the future. You can be replaying the past in all these different spaces, right? But your body is in the present moment. Your body has no choice <laughs> to be in this moment right now. And you hear all these, you know, really cute sayings like now is all there is the power of now. Um, it's for real. So because now is all there is, your body is actually the most accurate barometer that you have of what's going mm -hmm. on with you and what your feeling or true feelings are about other people and other things and other situations. Mm, let's just hold a moment for that because that is powerful knowledge. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, keep going because this is so good. But that yeah. I just had to like, oof. So, so, so it's, it's, it's 
the most powerful intuitive sense is clairsentience for those reasons that I just outlined. And yet a lot of times, even though we identify as empaths, you feel so cut off from your body. You feel disconnected from your body. You feel like you're at war with your body, right? We're always fighting ourselves. We're fighting, uh, you know, uh, wanting to be thin, wanting to, you know, fighting any illnesses or any disease. It's always about that there's a fight going on, right? We want to change our body. We want, and, and we end up feeling so unsafe to even be fully present in our body that it can sometimes be really hard to tap into that clairsentience. And that's why it's so important, all the things that I outline in the book, right? The shadow work and the spiritual self-care and validating your intuition to help support you feeling safe in your body to help support um, you bringing more of your soul, more of your awareness into your body, grounding it in there so that you can feel and sense and experience the strongest psychic sense that there is. Mm. <sighs> wow. I just have to sit with that for a second because it's just, I mean, you're such a powerful person. Speaking of your power, I mean, I, I just, I love how passionate you are. And just how you speak with such conviction on these things, but also how you practice what you preach. That's something I just really appreciate about you as well. It's like, and, and that I think readers will appreciate about your book too. Like it's something you wrote for yourself because it served you. It worked for you. You know it. It's not just like, maybe this will be what it is. You're like, this is what I did. See if it does anything for you. And, and I think that's just, such a another layer of the ethos behind it just another layer of the the trust behind it um and, and the information is just such a great resource thanks yeah i mean i think that we and and i do too don't get me wrong i love a good credential i love a good certificate you know um and that does often add credibility in my mind when i see something like that you know but what I'm talking about is like, it's personal, right? It's something that I did experience. And, and while the credentials are great, I always value so much more somebody who is speaking to me from their experience and not just something that they spent, you know, four, maybe eight years in school learning and regurgitating, you know, it's that lived experience that is really, really powerful and palpable. And that's why it's really important for me to share this message that like, I don't, I don't know, maybe, but like, I don't think I'm related to any shamans. Like I'm not like a third generation, witch, Wicca, psychic, like whatever. Like I'm just a girl, like I'm just a girl. I had the balls to dig a little deeper. And <laughs> what I found was a treasure trove of information, ability to channel, uh, you know, ability to, move my life on an upward trajectory every few months, you know, going from a place where I was working a nine to five to mm -hmm. now my husband owns his own business. I own my own business. We both work from home. I'm his secretary. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, having, having amazing sex with your husband who you've been with for almost 14 years, right? Like, having all these connections and opportunities. Like, I just hope that the hard evidence of my life is enough mm -hmm. for people to mm -hmm. take 
what I'm offering to them, what I'm offering to you in this book and run with it. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's something that I really do admire about you, Sarah, is like that you, you walk the walk. And I think that kind of to your point where, yes, like credentials can be wonderful and I'm not discounting that with folks. It's like, I've also met some people who have the alphabet soup and who like are kind of a mess. I mean, and that's their journey, which is fine. But it's also like, um, I don't know if I really want to take this person's advice if they're not actually holding themselves to that standard. Do they, can they really relate to me and empathize with me and what I'm going through? So I love that you and, and admire about how, admire about you, like how you hold yourself to that standard, but also it has grit, like there's gold behind it as well. It's not just like something that we have to take at face value. Like you really are like the living proof. That's, that's real. That's powerful. Well, thank you. And and I hope too, like that, that I, I strive to really be, um, you know, vulnerable on mm -hmm. online and when in the way that I share myself, obviously I try always to share from scars and not open wounds in a way, you know, but like, so like once I've sort of processed it more, um, you know, but I just don't, I just don't think that we are in an age anymore where like the guru is like a thing, you know, where they're just high up on this pedestal and somehow they have all of the answers. Like I don't, I don't have all of the answers. I'm still very much human. I fuck up, you know, um, uh, and I deal with the repercussions of that um, and turn it into content. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So like, yeah, I, I appreciate what you're saying, you know, that uh, the charisma and the confidence and the passion and, and, and command and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I just, I really honestly go into a place where I'm just channeling and um, I'm in a place too where it's no longer important for me to say like, oh, I'm channeling this energy or I'm channeling that. It doesn't really matter. The messenger is not important. The message is what's important. And that's where you have the differentiation of religion and spirituality as well, I think, is that the re religions tend to really hyper-focus on the messenger, where spirituality is more focused on the message. And so... If you like the way that I'm sharing this message, that's amazing. But I am not as important as the message that I'm sharing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Just that humility, that, that, that humanness. Because I think that's, like you said, just highlighting the priorities. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really important. And I think also adds to another level of trust because it also... Um, I think kind of what you were stating um, at the beginning of our chat, just like how power has been misused um, before. I'm glad that that's like you're using your power and not abusing your power. That's what I hear when I, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely ways in which power can be abused. I mean, it's being done. You can see it um, in the world today. Um, but I choose to believe that, uh, that the true power of spirituality, like your soul, our, mm -hmm. our spiritual abilities, um, which only can be accessed through healing your trauma, right? So the more trauma that you heal, the more spiritual skill you can access. And the more spiritual skill you can access, the more you've been healing. So that means that at some point, 
like you will be compassionate. We will move ourselves into this new era of having compassion for ourselves and having compassion for other people because we no longer, we realize that having power over isn't actually real power. It's a house of cards that can fall. But real power, you know, that kind of power might be able to be built a little faster, right? But real power comes from within. Real mm -hmm. power comes from loving yourself and empowering yourself and knowing that you are the only one that can do those things the best. Mm. Beautifully, beautifully stated. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful for this time with you today. And just so everyone is again, able to check out your book, I'm going to have the link in the description of the podcast or in the video or, or however you're streaming this, um, the link for either the wait list, if you're tuning in a little bit uh, before the release or after the release, I'll update the link. So that way, either way, you can get your hands on Sierra's new book. But also, if you'd like to connect with Sierra, here she is on Instagram and TikTok at Sierra.Rubin. And then also her website is just easy peasy, SierraRubin.com. But yes, I go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I appreciate it. Yes, the, the so the book launches on January 11th on 111, of course. Um, and so my main goal it, with, with that is to get as many people who feel called to purchase the book on that day, January 11th. When you do that, I will give you a present. I will give you the workbook that goes along with the book for free um, because reading a bunch of information uh, is great. But if you really want to achieve the transformation, you need to do the exercises and the prompts that I provide for you. Um, you're going to have access to a huge library of super short, bite-sized, uh, easy-to-do guided meditations, mm -hmm. some boundary-setting scripts that you can follow when you're trying to set boundaries, either with uh, friends, your family, partner, future partners, so really juicy stuff uh, all contained in that that you will grab on January 11th. Um, yeah, but other than that, just feel free to come and connect with me uh, on, on Instagram or TikTok. Um, yes, my website. Everything is the same because I heard years ago uh, from a, a, the CEO of Hay House, and he was saying, you know, like, oh, authors should always use their name because, like, you are going to evolve like your brand, your niche, like what you're talking about is probably going to evolve as you evolve and as your life evolves. And because spiritual teachers are usually here to teach the things that we're here to learn, um, you know, using your name will ensure that no matter where you are on your journey, uh, you know, somebody, they'll be able to find you. The people that need your help will be able to find you. So um, that's part of the reason why I, I use my real name my and just my name. Um, and the other part of the reason is because I accidentally came out of the spiritual closet on Facebook years ago. Um, <laughs> and so I, there was no uh, Selena Moon psychic to be had. Yeah. It was just Sierra Rubin. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's meant to be then. Yeah. Meant to be. That's so funny you mentioned that. I was actually thinking about doing the same thing because I had to just stop putting my title on business cards because every time I print business cards, I would be moving into a different direction. So I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> yes. so yes, no, I, I think that's fantastic. And, and like you said, like being able to 
have those people that you're attracting. You're putting this out into the ethers, out into the universe. Just make it easy for those people to find you. Um, I think that's super important. And so, yes, everyone highly just cannot recommend Sierra's book enough. Oh my gosh, it's going to be a game changer. I can, I can just feel it. Um, and before we pause, Sierra, I just wanted to ask if you had any just burning desire or, or like whether it's questions or just topics or anything that's just on your heart that you would feel is important to share. I just want to give you that space because I, I know I've been prompting a lot of these questions and I appreciate you being so willing to, um, just respond again, like so beautifully, but if there's anything that is just important to you, like I want to honor that too. Thank you. Um, and actually there, there, there's definitely one thing that I wanted to chat with you after you pause, um, but before we hop off, but I just feel called to pull, is it okay if I pull a tarot card for you slash everybody who's listening? Yes, it's two, two, two right now at the time, by the way. So I think that's a sign. Yes, please yeah. do. Okay, cool. So I'm going to shuffle and I'm going to set the intention for Whoever is listening to this right now, that this is a message for you and I want you to take what resonates and leave the rest. And I'm just going to, this is one of my favorite things to do. I love to use tarot cards as an outline for speaking and just see what, oh yeah. So we got the seven of wands. Okay. Mm -hmm. And seven of wands is very much a card of rising up no matter the odds. It's very much a card of, you know, sometimes you are the only person in your family or in your circle that holds certain types of beliefs. Um, and that you may have to carry those beliefs on your own for a while. Um, but that you are very much capable of it. Um, it's also a card of invisible monsters. You can see uh, he's in a very defensive posture mm -hmm. and he's looking like he's ready to fight. But like, is there anybody holding those wands down there? Like, is it just him? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so a lot of times we feel like people are attacking us or people don't like us. But really, it's just a reflection of all the ways that we don't like ourselves and all mm -hmm. the ways in which we attack ourselves. And these invisible monsters, these things that we feel are affecting us even though we are the ones that need to take a look and see the thoughts that we're having that is bringing those experiences into our reality, right? And so, yes, you can rise up no matter the odds. And no matter, you know, if you are the only one holding a candle for these truly self-empowering and truly self-loving beliefs in your family, in your friends circle, in your community, you are meant for that. You are made for these times, for these hard times. And you will rise to absolutely the, your full potential if you only let go of these invisible monsters and realize that you're the only one who's hating on you, girl. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you. That's beautiful. I, I feel like I certainly needed to hear that today. And I'm sure, again, whomever is, is tuned in, um, I hope that they just are able to, it sounds like just give themselves permission to be themselves. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Mm. And you always know, don't forget it. <laughs> yes. The running joke in our friend scoop right now. It's so much yeah. fun. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. I can't wait to connect with you, all of you who are listening and I love you today and every day. 
Oh, thank you. That's a beautiful. Thank you so much, Sierra. It's been such a pleasure. And for those of y'all, again, who are tuning in, please, I'll have all of Sierra's socials and website and book link, all of her connection uh, paths in the description in my blog. So do not hesitate to reach out and just stay in touch with her and check out her incredible book. You will not regret it. I promise you that. And I don't make promises that I can't keep. So I certainly promise that. Um, absolutely. And just thank you again for everyone who's tuning in. Um, I just wanted to give a special shout out to all my listeners in Germany. Y'all have really been just like spreading the word. And so I don't know how to say thank you in German, but I'll just say go Deutschland because that's something I do know. So <laughs> uh, I appreciate y'all. Um, and just everyone who's tuning in and again, spending the time. Um, but thank you again, Sierra. You're such a gift, such a treasure. And I just can't wait to see where your journey goes from here because it's just been remarkable. And I know it will continue to be just that. So with that, yes, with that, I will, I will pause here and I will tune in with all the listeners down the road at the next episode. But thank you again. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And Sierra, I hope you have a great rest of your day too. Thank you. Thank you.